What is your name? Melly. How old are you? Four. And why is Jesus better than anything else? Because he, he died on the cross our sins. Being a kid isn't easy. You know you're supposed to be good, and sometimes you feel like you're doing a great job. But then the next minute, you do something wrong again. That's why we need Jesus and to remember the good news of the gospel every day. Not just the part about when Jesus came to earth, but God's rescue plan from before he even created the world and the hope of living with him forever so that we can see through every story in the Bible why Jesus is better than anything else and why he wants you to join him. Wow, Finn, these algae cookies your mom sent are really good. I didn't think they would be with bits of green algae in them, but I'm so glad I was brave enough to try them. Will you tell her thank you for me? Thank you! So is she going to listen to the podcast and hear the thank you? Yes. Awesome. So last week, we saw how Elisha did what God wanted him to, but the kings of Judah and Israel, King Ahaziah and King Joram, definitely didn't. God is going to keep his plan going through Elisha, because even Elijah, before he was taken up in the chariot of fire, didn't do everything God had asked him to do. Oh, great! (laughs) So in our story today, Elisha the prophet sent for a man from the group of the prophets and said, Okay, tuck your coat into your belt, take this bottle of olive oil, go to Ramoth Gilead, and when you get there, look for a man named Jehu. Get him away from his companions into an inside room. Wait a minute, Jehu? Mm-hmm. The guy who was going to kill some of the uh, false prophets? <gasps> Don't give away the the rest of the story. Huh? Oops. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> so, he said, um, get the bottle and pour the oil on Jehu's head. Announce to him, the Lord says, I anoint you as king over Israel. After that, open the door and run away. Do it quickly. Why do you think he had to do it quickly? So that no... So that no one would recognize him? Maybe. So the young prophet went to Ramoth Gilead, and when he arrived, he found the army officers sitting together. Commander, I have a message for you, he said. For which one of us? asked Jehu. For you, Commander, he replied. Jehu got up and went into the house. Then the prophet poured oil on Jehu's head. He announced, The Lord is the God of Israel. He says, I'm anointing you as king over the Lord's people Israel. You must destroy the royal house of your master Ahab. I will pay them back for spilling the blood of my servants, the prophets. That's awful. He killed the Lord's prophets. I will also pay them back for the blood of all the Lord's servants that Jezebel spilled. The whole house of Ahab will die out. And dogs will eat Jezebel on a piece of land at Jezreel, and no one will bury her. Then the prophet opened the door and ran away. Gross. 
Jehu went out to where the other officers were. One of them said, Is everything all right? Why did that crazy man come to you? You know the man. You know the kinds of things he says, Jehu replied. That's not true, they said. Tell us. Jehu said, Here's what he told me. He announced, The Lord says, I'm anointing you as king over Israel. The officers quickly grabbed their coats. They spread them under Jehu on the bare steps of the house, and they blew a trumpet and shouted, Jehu is king! So Jehu made plans against King Joram. Um, is that good or bad? Well, is that what he's supposed to do? Probably. We'll see. Jehu said to his men, Do you want to make me king? If you do, don't let anyone sneak out of the city. Don't let them go and tell the news in Jezreel. Then Jehu got into his chariot and rode off to Jezreel. Meanwhile, do you remember that King Joram had been guarding Ramoth Gilead against his enemy Hazael, but then Joram had gotten hurt, so he went home to heal? A little. (laughs) So that's where Jehu is going to go and find him. Oh, come on! Joram was resting there, and Ahaziah, the king of Judah, had gone down to see him. Remember how King Ahaziah had become friends with Joram, and that that was a bad idea? Yes. We're going to find out how bad of an idea it really was. A lookout was standing on the roof of the tower in Jezreel. He saw Jehu's troops approaching, and he said, I see some troops. Get a horseman, King Joram ordered. Send him to ride out to them. Have him ask, are you coming in peace? Maybe Joram thought the riders were coming to tell him that the army had lost, and they were the only ones left. The horseman rode out to where Jehu was. He says, the king asks, are you coming in peace? What do you know about peace, Jehu answered. Get in line behind me. The lookout reported, The messenger has reached them, but he isn't coming back. So the king sent out a second horseman. When he came to them, he said, The king asks, Are you coming in peace? Jehu replied, What do you know about peace? Get in line behind me. The lookout reported, The second messenger has reached them, but he isn't coming back either. The one driving the chariot drives like Jehu. He's driving like a crazy person. I wouldn't want someone to say that about my driving, would you? Or about your swimming? What? My? I? But don't I swim all the time? (laughs) I guess so. You don't swim like a crazy person? Uh, maybe in recess. (laughs) Get my chariot ready, King Joram ordered. When it was ready, he rode out. Ahaziah, the king of Judah, rode out with him. Each of them was in his own chariot. They both went to meet Jehu. They met him at the piece of land that had belonged to Naboth from Jezreel. Remember how Ahab had stolen Naboth's vineyard? Of course I remember. You'll need to remember that for later. When Joram saw Jehu, he asked, Wait a minute. Is is Ahab going to steal another vineyard? Well, not in this story. In the next Nope. The next? This is, this is Ahab's son. Us! King, King Joram. Oh, so Ahab already died. Yes, Ahab already died. 
When Joram saw Jehu, he asked, Have you come in peace, Jehu? Your mother Jezebel worships statues of gods, Jehu replied. She also worships evil powers. The evil things she does have spread everywhere. As long as all that goes on, how can there be peace? Joram turned around and tried to get away. He called out to his friend, It's treason, Ahaziah! Then Jehu shot an arrow at Joram, and it hit him between the shoulders and went through his heart. He sank down slowly into his chariot. Jehu told his chariot officer to throw Joram into Naboth's vineyard, since the Lord had said that would happen, that Ahab's descendants would be punished. Ahaziah, the king of Judah, saw what had happened, so he tried to get away, but Jehu chased him. He shouted, kill him too. Jehu's men wounded Ahaziah in his chariot, and he rode home wounded and ended up dying too. Oh, come on! Then Jehu went to Jezreel. Remember evil Queen Jezebel? Yes, of course I remember. Also, I know that she was built. Ashrub, the Ashrub bowls, and Peppers, and all the other gods they worship in those days. Mm-hmm. She heard about what had happened to those kings, so she put makeup on her eyes and fixed her hair. She looked out of the window as Jehu entered the gate below, and Jezebel made fun of him. You're, you are just like Zimri. Now that was the king, if you don't remember who only lasted seven days as king before he was defeated. What? How is that possible? How could someone only last seven days? Yeah, well, you can probably go back and listen to the listen to the episode that talks about that. That was one of the earlier kings of Israel. You murdered your master. Have you come here in peace? Jezebel said. Jehu looked up at the window. Who's on my side, he called out. Who? Two or three officials looked down at him. Throw her down, Jehu said. So they threw her out of the window and she died. What? Why would, why would the guards throw their own queen out of the window? Well, the king was dead. So do you think they were ready to change sides if Jehu was trying to become king? Jehu went inside for a meal, and when he sent someone out to bury her later, the dogs had eaten her body up. And back then, people were really concerned about being buried the right way. So this was like the worst thing that could have happened to her, to dishonor her. And another thing that the people back then used to do was to kill off all of the king's family members so that none of them could be king. Pretty horrible, right? one who ordered that um, Jezebel would be thrown out of a window and die? Well, that was Jehu, remember? Yeah! So you think that he should be punished? No! Maybe a little? (laughs) Jehu wrote some letters to the elders of the towns where Ahab's sons were living telling them to place one of Ahab's sons on the throne. And then then the people of the town would fight Jehu to keep one of Ahab's sons on the throne. But the leaders of Samaria were terrified. They said, King Joram and King Ahaziah couldn't stand up against Jehu. 
So how can we? The city governor and the person in charge of the palace sent a message to Jehu. They said, We'll serve you. We'll do anything you say. We won't appoint anybody to be king. Do what you think is best. Then Jehu wrote them another letter. He told them to kill Ahab's sons, so they did. Jehu announced that the Lord had done exactly what he said through Elijah the prophet after Ahab had stolen Naboth's vineyard. When Jehu was traveling to Samaria, he saw some people who were relatives of Ahaziah, the king of Judah. He asked them, who are you? They said, we are Ahaziah's relatives. We've come down to visit the families of the king and of his mother. Take them alive, Jehu ordered. So his men took them alive, and then they killed them by what? the well of Beth Eked. Can you believe it? Um, because the officers uh, didn't listen to Jehu. No, he. I guess he was just tricking them, tricking the relatives by saying, "Take them alive," because then later he said, "Go ahead and kill them," and they did. Was, uh, were they Christians? And... Who? The relatives? I don't know if Ahaziah's relatives were following God because do you remember how Ahaziah had joined to Ahab's family in marriage and became friends with the, the king of Israel who worshipped idols? Even though God had said that Ahab's family would be judged because he led them all in worshiping idols, Jehu definitely isn't a guy I would want to be like. When Jehu continued on, he met a religious man named Jehonadab. Jehonadab was on his way to see Jehu. Jehu greeted him and said, Are you my friend? You know I'm your friend. I am, Jehonadab answered. If that's true, said Jehu, hold out your hand. So he did. Then Jehu helped him up into the chariot and said, Come along with me. See how committed I am to serve the Lord. Jehu had Jehonadab ride along in his chariot, and they came to Samaria. They killed everyone there who was left from Ahab's family. Then Jehu got his tricky plan ready. He brought together all the people and said to them, Ahab served the god of named Baal a little. I will serve him a lot. Send for all of Baal's prophets, and send for all his priests and the others who serve him. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Does that, was Jacob saying that he was worshipping Ahab a lot? Or saying? Mm, yes. That's what he's saying. He said, Make sure that not a single priest is missing. I'm going to hold a great sacrifice to honor Baal. Anyone who doesn't come will be killed. But Jehu was lying to them. He was planning to destroy everyone who served Baal. Jehu said, Call everyone together to honor Baal. So they did. Then he sent a message all through Israel. All those who served Baal came. Not a single one of them stayed away. They crowded into Baal's temple. It was full from one end to the other. Jehu spoke to the one who took care of the sacred robes. He told them, bring robes for everyone who serves Baal. So he brought the robes out for them. Then Jehu went into Baal's temple, and Jehonadab went with him. 
Jehu said to those who served Baal, Look around, make sure no one who serves the Lord is here with you. Make sure only those who serve Baals are here. So they went in to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings. Jehu had stationed 80 men outside. He warned them, I'm placing some men in your hands. Don't let a single one of them escape. If you do, you will pay for his life with yours. Jehu finished sacrificing the burnt offering. As soon as he did, he gave an order to the guards and officers. He commanded them, Go inside and kill everyone. Don't let a single one of them escape. So they cut them down with their swords. They brought the sacred stone of Baal outside and burned it up. So they destroyed Baal's sacred stone. They also tore down Baal's temple, and people have used it as a toilet to this day. Gross. So Jehu destroyed the worship of the god named Baal in Israel. Now I'm glad that he was trying to keep people from worshiping Baal, right? Definitely. Wait, how many people were worshiping Baal? It didn't say how many, but it was a whole temple full. But then, Finn, the sad part comes. Jehu died? Jehu didn't turn away from the sins of that first Israelite king, Jeroboam. Come on! Because Jehu worshipped the golden calves at Bethel and Dan. Can you believe it? He just killed all those false prophets and then just... And and he worships a false god? Yep. It's pretty easy for us to... Find something to worship other than God. But the Lord's... Wait a minute. Uh, does Jehu die in this episode? We'll find out. But do you know what the Lord told him? He still told him, You have accomplished what is right in my eyes. You have done to Ahab's royal house everything I wanted you to do. So your sons after you will sit on the throne of Israel. They will rule until the time of your children's grandchildren. But Jehu wasn't careful to obey the law of the Lord. He didn't obey the God of Israel with all his heart. He didn't turn away from the sins of Jeroboam. Jeroboam had caused Israel to commit those sins of worshiping the golden calves. In those days, the Lord began to make the kingdom of Israel smaller. Why do you think he was letting it get smaller? Um, because of all the things that they had done. You're right. The enemy Hazael gained control over many parts of Israel. And when Jehu died, his son Jehoahaz became the next king after him. Wait, how did Jehu die? Scripture doesn't tell us. But he had ruled in Samaria for over, for 28 years. Whoa. And next week, we're going to get back to the kings of Judah and see how King Ahaziah's sin by marrying and living so closely with the house of Ahab provides a threat to Judah's kingdom being completely destroyed. Even though God had said he would keep one of David's sons, then grandsons and great-grandsons and all his other descendants on the throne of Judah. It's a really exciting story about an evil grandma and a boy who becomes the king.
Um, is that story of a boy and a wicked grandma a true story or a legend? Definitely true, because it's a story from from the Bible. So, what was the grandma's name? We'll find out next time. Next time! (laughs) But let's talk about some of the choices in our story today. It is a pretty yucky story with all that killing. But I'm really excited to talk about why Jesus is better than all this messiness. So, what happened when Elisha told his messenger to anoint Jehu? Did he do it? Yes. And what did Jehu choose to do? Um, do some right things? Mm-hmm. He killed oh, wow. Ahab's family like he was supposed to, to bring judgment on them. But he killed a lot of other people, too. The king of... He also killed the king of Judah. Wait, Jehoshaphat? No. Oh, right. And remember, he killed Jezebel and all those prophets of Baal? So, but nothing's wrong with that, right? Well, it was good that he was trying to get rid of the the worship of Baal, but not if he just had the people jump to a different kind of idolatry. Wait a minute, what? By worshiping the golden calves. All right! So was God able to keep his promise that Ahab's family would be punished for their sins? Yes. Elijah failed to anoint Jehu way back then, but then Elisha sent his messenger to do it, and God made everyone support Jehu so that he was able to be successful. So what does this show you about God when he makes a plan? It's done. Like it's going to happen? Get a day. He can use anyone, even a bloodthirsty man like Jehu, who doesn't even end up worshiping the God who helped him. So, why is it so much better for us as believers in God with Jesus as our king? Um, because we didn't normally kill that many people. Right. Jesus told us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. And rather than destroying people who worship false gods, what do we get to do? Pray. Pray for them and tell them the message of Jesus. Tell them that they can be forgiven just like we were forgiven when we were enemies of God. We get to have a perfect king to serve who loves us and even gave his life for us so that we wouldn't be the ones getting the punishment like Ahab's family. But instead, we can be forgiven of our sins when we turn from them and let him be the ruler of our hearts. God's kingdom is a kingdom that will last forever. And no matter what happens to us in this life, we can be sure that if our lives are joined to Jesus, He will carry us safely home to live with him on the new earth forever. So, Finn, how do you think this should make us want to live? Like God. What do you mean? Like maybe uh, trying to read the Bible. 
Mm-hmm. And praying? Yeah. And not killing it that many people? <laughs> How about not killing anybody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we're when we are God's children, He is so kind to show us when we're trusting in something other than Him. Like Maybe we're scared he won't take care of us, or maybe we just are angry and want to be unkind to our sister and brother. God can help us show the things that we're wanting instead of him and turn back to him with all our hearts. Jehu followed God's orders to kill Ahab's family, but he didn't give God his heart or turn from his sin. We have it so much better as we let God rule our lives and our hearts. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for sending Jesus. Thank you that he is our true and good king who teaches us the way to go. Thank you that we get to tell other people that good message because all of us were enemies without you and apart from you. But that's when you sent Jesus to die for our sins. And I pray for the boys and girls and for Finn that you would give them opportunities to be able to tell other people about you and that when they're trusting in something other than you, that you would help them to see it and to be able to ask for your help to keep fighting against it and to follow you. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, Finn, I'm going to go finish the rest of these algae cookies, but I guess we better get you back to the aquarium bus. Could I taste one? Oh, here you go. (laughs) Maybe two? (laughs) Well... Wait, how many are there? Well, we have about six left. Um. Oh, I wouldn't want to spoil my appetite, so what about one bite? Here you go. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye, butterfly. Butterfly.